Hello, I'm Eric Chavro with the Information Security Media Group and GovInfoSecurity.com. I'm speaking with Zalme Azmi, the former Chief Information Officer of the FBI, who is now a Senior Vice President at the professional services and IT company CACI International, where he oversees his strategic law enforcement and national security programs. Welcome, Zalme, and thanks for taking time to chat. Thank you, Eric, and thank you for having me on the program. We're speaking a week after Google and other companies revealed attacks emanating from China on their IT infrastructures, including the hacking of Gmail, email accounts of activists supporting human rights in China. How serious of a threat do these attacks pose to the federal government and the nation's critical IT infrastructure? Eric, actually, this is a very serious threat to our national security, mainly because we have seen these types of attacks in different areas of our infrastructure. We have seen it in power grids. We have seen it in our financial systems. We have seen it into federal government systems, UD systems. And now we see this intrusion in Google, which is a major ISP. Since all of these networks are interconnected, it is a serious threat to other programs, other organizations, other systems that are connected to the Google network. And I personally view this as a serious threat posture, also concerned that these kind of intrusion may be just a prelude to determining some of the weak points in our national security program related to cyber, and that may become a point of exploitation for future intrusion into our system. How seriously do you think government leaders are taking cybersecurity, and will the Google China episode be a wake-up call for them? I believe we are learning a lot about our adversaries' capabilities. So I think the senior leadership, senior management is taking this very seriously. Now that we do have a cybersecurity coordinator, I think in his new role, uh, he will be making sure that different government entities, departments, and leaderships are fully aware of the threats that cyber poses to our national security. And Google should be a wake-up call. And this is one intrusion that probably is not going to stop here. Adversaries will continue to go after other sectors of our computer grids and try to find more vulnerabilities and more ways to actually get into our systems. It's part of self-education on part of our leadership that they need to understand and realize that cybersecurity is important and it poses a great threat to, again, to our national security. But it's also the job of information security officers and information security experts to make sure that the message gets out and also to make sure they understand the adversaries and their techniques and their capabilities so they can fortify our defenses and take care of our critical network presence points. Is there any doubt in your mind that the Chinese government was behind these attacks? I don't have a lot of details about the type of intrusion and how it was executed. From what is in the news, it's been a sophisticated intrusion into the system because not only they were able to get into Google's system, but they were also able to uh, open some of the emails or get get access to some of the emails. So it uh, looks like it's pretty sophisticated and may not be the work of some hacker that is really not interested because most of your hackers that are actually, I would call it low-end and not very sophisticated, their motivation is financial. This intrusion was not, at least in my mind, was not motivated by financial And that's why I would say that it's probably a state-sponsored attack, but I cannot verify or confirm that without forensic data and information. What are some of the things the government should be doing now to help mitigate this? This is a very broad question. There's so much you can do in cyberspace. Obviously, I have talked about this on a number of occasions about fortifying our own defenses by being proactive 
securing our networks, building adequate security in our applications, in our databases, in, in, your, in our mail systems, and then continuously monitoring. I mean, a point of presence, our self-awareness or our continuous awareness of our environment is very, very critical to our success. The key in here is comes to investments and in the security of the infrastructure, investment in right hardware and software, and investment in the right training for our people. I mean, we do need to make sure that not only our cybersecurity professionals know how to defend and protect our networks, but also our users of the network are aware that there are inherent risks when they are getting on the Internet and they are conducting business. So that training piece is really a critical part of this. And I think that's where the focus should be for the government, basically right investments in the right technologies and in the training of the professional services, cybersecurity professionals, but also employees and also the public sector for that matter. You work for a company where some of your employees are these cybersecurity professionals. I'm assuming that your company pays more than the average IT security professional in government. What are the challenges you face as CACI? And then compare that with the challenges the government faces in finding enough qualified people to do the job. Well, I think that is a challenge, uh, not having enough qualified people to address the cyber challenge. Uh, that's one of the reasons, actually, our focus is a little bit different. We're not focusing as much as human resources or cybersecurity professionals as we are focusing on cybersecurity solutions, because technology would be the best way to help us with our protection of our data and critical infrastructure in nodes. Look at the amount of data that we collect on a daily basis if we're monitoring our network. There's so much data in there is unbelievable. So how many IT professionals or cyber professionals we need to analyze that data? That's one of the reasons why we're looking at technologies to actually be able to collect that data from multiple sensors, from multiple uh, logs, from multiple data feeds and sort of correlate them and actually have the intelligence to tell the cyber professionals that, oh, by the way, you have, uh, let's say, out of these 10 vulnerabilities, the highest priority goes to these two. You got to fix these two first. So what we are achieving in this methodology is, one, we are providing a technical solution that will eliminate the need for a lot of cyber professionals because we just don't have enough of them. We really need to supplement them with technology. That's one. Number two is the system correlates that data and tells you what your highest vulnerabilities are. And number three, if you have limited funding, then the decision is pretty much made for you where you spend that security money. You can't spend it on all 10 vulnerabilities, but you have adequate money that actually enables you to address those two. So our focus in CSCI is on, on integrating technical solution into the infrastructure, into the networks, into application to enable the cyber professionals that actually easily secure their data in networks but also have the situational awareness of what's going on in the network at any given time. You know, you've probably seen the data on our cybersecurity training and how many professionals are being trained and the data is available by the universities and engineers and all of that. And quite frankly, regardless of how we're going to look at this, we are not going to have enough people to be able to, to sort of secure our infrastructure end to end. That's what we need to rely on technology. Regardless of who's providing the service or, or they do it themselves, please address how you see the government approaches situational awareness and what are some of the things they should be doing. Eric, this is a tough question because one size does not fit all. 
So the priorities are different within the Department of Transportation or Department of Education than it is, let's say, within Homeland Security. While every department has probably hundreds of systems, not all of those systems are probably mission critical or of the highest level of sensitivity. So the key in here is that agencies must have a plan that they can determine the level or the criticality of their systems. And based on the criticality of the system, of the information that it houses, or the security that it provides, they need to focus it that way. And that's where the, the, the focus is, basically. Okay, which systems I'm going to secure first? What are my top priorities? If you recall, in 1996, when FISMA came out, one of the recommendations for FISMA was, and later on was revamped in 2003, was that we should certify at least 30% of our network assets every year. So basically, every three years, the entire network and network assets will be certified. Our view of it was, when I was in the Bureau, that we will certify those systems that were national security systems and critical. We'll test and sort of take care of the vulnerabilities every year after every time we applied a patch to it. And that is, I think, one of the recommendations I would make to the CISOs and CIOs because they will not have adequate resources to actually secure all of their applications, but they need to have a tiered approach to their infrastructure and information technology assets on what are the top priorities and how they will address the security for each one of those tiers. Congress is looking at legislation. There's been bills introduced to reform and update FISPA. Have you seen any of that legislation, and, and have you heard anything or seen anything that makes you feel that the approach Congress is taking is the one that you feel it should be taking as it relates to situational awareness? I believe we're on the right track. It's probably time for FISMA to be re-locked and revamped. It's been restructured a couple of times or it's been updated a couple of times. And again, with all of the threats that we are facing, I think it's again time to revamp that program. FISMA used to be a scorecard that we provided to OMB to show the posture of our security. But I think we need to put some rigor behind that. And I think that's where Congress is going. So it's not as much as reporting, but it's also as actual conducting security and vulnerability assessment and for some of the system, maybe even penetration testing to make sure nobody can get into it. So I believe we are on the right track, and the outcome of that will be very, very positive. I've been speaking with Zal Ozmi of CACI. We'll hear more from Ozmi in our next podcast, when the former FBI CIO explains the effective use of milestones and matrices in cybersecurity initiatives. For the Information Security Media Group and GovInfoSecurity.com, I'm Eric Chabro. Thanks for listening.